This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. I'm joined today by poet Louise Wallace. Louise will be celebrating the release of a new collection. This is a story about your mother out on Te Herengawaka University Press. And Louise Wallace joins us now. Morena, nice to have you with us, Louise. Jeff, nice to be here. Thank you. We should say also that uh, tomorrow's celebration at the University Bookshop is a joint one. You're going to be um, celebrating also with Jane Arthur, uh, who is launching the book Calamities as well. But we're here to talk with you about your work this morning. Um, Now, the title, I suppose, uh, gives us a hint Louise, as to some of the inspiration for the work in this book, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, yes, the title is a good clue. It is a lot about um, those early years of new parenthood, new motherhood. Um, and so there's a, a quite a large sequence at the heart of the book that um, I used actually uh, I was getting an email newsletter from Huggies, the nappy company, and when my baby was small, um, obviously you don't have a lot of time, so I, I used that content um, to turn turn um, that material into poems. So that's a, a large sequence at the heart of the book, but there is also um, other elements to it. Um, I was kind of in the process of losing my father at the time, uh, who had dementia, so it's, it's kind of that, I guess, that middle age period of life where you might be have young children around but also be, um, you know, your parents are getting older too. So, yeah, it's kind of the bigger themes in this book, I would say, the birth and death and love type themes. Yeah, I'm, I imagine finding that quiet time that we imagine most writers would need to be able to do their work might be somewhat of a challenge. Is it? Did it come as something... Um, unexpected. Did you have to re- recalibrate the way your life worked in terms of finding time to write? Definitely recalibrated. Um, you know, before children, I had these long, luxurious blocks of time. Um, but yeah, I I had much shorter windows in this period, and that's why this process worked so well because. Every day I had a little task for myself and I didn't have to think about what I was going to do that day. As soon as my baby went to sleep on me, (laughs) um, I could use one hand with my laptop to do a little task. So it was very slow, glacial-type progress, but it felt good to to have a little tick on my list each day. And uh, you're necessarily, I guess, writing within the home environment. Uh, I don't know, is that your normal um, modus operandi or do you write in other spaces as well? Uh, I would say that's my normal um, focus for writing. Um, And I guess I didn't realise that uh, this is my fourth collection now and I think those domestic themes have always been in my work. Certainly I used to write about what was happening around me. So when I was younger, that was kind of city life in Wellington. Um, but I just, I guess I didn't realise that was the kind of poet I was when I was first started working. Um, but I think those things have become clearer now. 
and it's quite a nice combination. So Jane Arthur, as you mentioned, will be launching with me at the same time. And it's quite a nice combination because also Jane and I are the same age and we're both women with young children. Her book is very outward-looking and it's a lot about, um, you know, the world's anxieties about climate change and things like that. So it's actually quite quite a good pairing, I think. When you sit down to... Uh pull these works together to make them some kind of cohesive collection, what kind of criteria are you setting yourself? Um, I guess for this one it, it, um, it needed to be more cohesive than my other books probably um, because the sequence is 40 poems so that was a very structured thing to have in my book which I've never had before Usually I'm drawing together a lot of individual poems. Um, So that was already quite a cohesive unit. But what I really wanted to do with that was just make sure that every poem could stand alone on its own merits and really deserve to be in there, Um, not just because it was part of the sequence. I wanted them to be able to work as individual units um, and and kind of shine on their own terms. So, So I was pretty strict with, making sure they were up to scratch to, to include. And do you use others as a sounding board around that, or are you entirely confident in your own ability to make those decisions? Uh, I wouldn't say entirely. I think I've got a pretty good radar now for, and I can kind of tell when I'm trying to trick myself into thinking a poem might be okay to include. Uh, but I think I can be pretty honest with myself now. But having said that, I don't. I definitely don't uh, rely entirely on myself. So I sent it away to another writer I know, Sarah Jane Barnett, um, and actually um, paid her for her time to to kind of do a manuscript assessment for me. Um, there were a few. There were a few niggly, um, troublesome spots. Uh, there's a long a long kind of narrative poem at the end and it was actually about quite difficult subject matter for me like like I've said about my dad and quite close to my heart and I felt not very equipped to get that right so it was really good to have um, a second pair of eyes helping me with that and just the question she asked kind of immediately identified some of these problem areas and and had kind of ideas for how to get it get it to a better place do you often re- revisit works before publication? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking things like song lyrics and so forth. We often see uh, in memorabilia lines scratched out and completely replaced with others. I mean, do you do that with your work? Do you mean like during the process of putting it together? Yeah, well, but before and it, it becomes a public thing, before it kind of gets set right. in concrete. Yes, <laughs> like thousands of times um, I feel like the initial writing is just such a small small part of it um, because it yeah I usually try to get like a draft and idea down but it's it's got so much further to go before it's you know ready to be included in the book and so there were you know multiple layers to that so I went through a number of edits myself um, and then, of course, getting my friend Sarah to look at the book. And then once you start with the publisher, they also have their own editing process. So we went through it all again. So 
I guess I can see why, you know, a lot of writers say by the time their book comes out, they're absolutely sick to death of it. Um, I don't feel that way, but it's definitely, yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it than I think people imagine. I'm talking with Louise Wallace, who celebrates the release of latest collection, This is a Story About Your Mother. Um, Louise, I wonder this might be a great opportunity for you to perhaps share one of the works with us. Yes, sure. Um, I've got a poem I can read. It's called Talk to Your Baby. This is the sound of Louise, uh, you, if you've just started reading that poem, we've just kind of lost your, <laughs> lost you, oh, lost you a little bit there. So, um, uh, are you there, Louise? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's good now. So perhaps you could, okay. you could start again. I will start again. That's fine. Um, so this poem is called "Talk to Your Baby." This is the sound of waves of no preference of low-fast mothering or working and staying reputable, the sound of being undercover. This is what it sounds like to be secretly terrified and this is the sound of washing, drying flatly in heat, the sound of a booster seat being installed. This is the sound of intent, of planning and preparation for something for which you can't prepare. This is the sound of size the sound of a guarantee and of hope. This is the sound found in a library. This is the sound of a screen in the dark, the sound of being online. This is the sound of temptation, fear, harm, hours. This the sound of uncertainty, of problems, change, the sound of being informed, the sound of knowledge, and so also the sound of support and reassurance. But... It is further bad news, the sound of wilting posture, a continuous slouch, the sound of breasts and shoulders, ankles, the sound of mannerisms, walking, shoes. This is the sound of gravity, of stability, of the centre of earth. This is the sound of your advocate, of protection, of a shield, of comfort, the familiar, the sound of your body and what's possible, Hear the sound of a shift, of adjustment, and this the sound of seeing, what delight sounds like. This is the sound of your voice, sounding off at the sound. Fascination, the sound of learning, of signals, the sound of so much potential. This is the sound of light and need. This is how it sounds to be tender. This is the sound of your own skin. Louise, when did you start talking to your baby? <laughs> um, well, that was the advice I was receiving in the Huggies emails and definitely a lot of the things you're advised to do during pregnancy make you feel like you might be losing your mind slightly. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I hope that my baby heard my voice, but not necessarily that I walked around talking to my stomach. <laughs> Have you been able to find time for your work with Starling uh, in recent times? And tell us about Starling. Sure. Um, so Starling is a an online journal I run with um, my co-editor, Francis Cook, and it's specifically for New Zealand writers under 25 years old. And we publish two issues a year of 
a select number of um, those writers work. Um, yeah, so we have two deadlines a year, April 10th and October 10th, and people are welcome to find us on our website on how to send in work to us. And, yeah, it's it's still going strong. So, yeah, we've got lots of exciting things um, coming up. We're going to be hopefully doing um, something with the Young Writers Festival in Dunedin this year in September. And, yeah, we've got a Wellington event coming up later this month. So, yep, it just keeps keeps ticking and growing. And, yeah, it's always really exciting to see the Young Writers coming through. All right, so people can just find Starling online quite simply? Yep, starlingmag.com. Definitely worth checking out. Well, you'll be getting uh, no doubt uh, excited about the prospect of putting this as a story about your mother out into the public forum. Um, the launch, of course, taking place on Thursday this week uh, alongside Jane, Arthur and Calamities. Why the decision to come together for this? Um, it was really a t- it was a timing thing. Our books were coming out around the same time, so we decided to join forces. But of course, the New Zealand writing community is quite a small and intimate place. So, for Jane's first collection, I was actually asked. Um, she was in a master's program at Victoria University, and I was asked to assess her uh, final folio that she handed in. And that turned into her first book, Craven, which actually won the Best First Book Award at the Occam's that year. Um, so it kind of started from there, and I really enjoyed her work and thought, um, you know, she really had something in her writing and, and a lot going for her. So, yeah, we kind of, over the years, have worked back and forth a little bit. Um, yeah, so it just seemed like a nice way to bring our books out into the world, and it's always slightly less nerve-wracking to do it in tandem. <laughs> the uh, launch, the double book launch, uh, the work of Louise Wallace and Jane Arthur at University Bookshop tomorrow, and that's at 5.30. Anyone welcome along to that? What are you planning for the launch? Um, so, yeah, the, I think the doors open at 5.30 and um, we'd love to see as many people there as possible and there's um, going to be drinks and nibbles and um, people are welcome to look around the store. And then at 6, we've got Emma Neal. Um, we'll be launching our books with a um, launch speech. We've also got Ashley Young, a really great poet and essayist who works at Tehidunga Waka University Press. She's coming down to say a few words as well and then there'll be some readings by myself and Jane um, yeah and it, it should be a nice time and um, obviously Jane is someone we don't get to hear from often in Dunedin um, I don't know if she's ever read here before so if people are interested in hearing a poet that they don't usually come across that's a good great opportunity to do it Louise Wallace joining us for Right Spot here on ORFM. Louise, thanks so much for taking some time to do so. All the very best for tomorrow's launch and indeed for your continued work. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.